Well, hello, 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 and happy Thursday. It is the season of giving, and we are giving you guys the gift of two episodes in one week, aka the gift that nobody asked for. But welcome back or welcome to Like Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into those tourist traps. We're your hosts, Stephanie Gerard and Katie Hilton, and each week we're bringing you to a new destination and interviewing a local to tell you where to stay, eat, drink, and play when you're in town. Not only are we saving you from looking like a tourist, but we're saving you time. No more yawning through Yelp or countless Google searches. No need to ask Jeeves or go to Bing. Uh, pop, pop this bad boy in on a few weeks before your trip for a full itinerary from a local themselves. Let's get into today's, today's episode. It may be small, but Asheville, North Carolina has a lot to offer from historic landmarks, cultural art, great food, music, breathtaking views, breweries, and enough nature to leave to escape your thoughts and leave reality far behind, if that's the vibe you're going for. Located in Western North Carolina on the border of Tennessee, you have hiking trails for the outdoorsy type and outdoor breweries with games, food trucks, and views for the other, quote, outdoorsy type. And then you can stroll through magical downtown under the string lights and enjoy coffee, cocktails, and great food in the evening. We brought in expert local Sarah Jane Case from Enneagram and Coffee to help us plan our weekend getaway. She's a writer, speaker, podcaster, coffee connoisseur, mom, wife, photographer, and business owner. She has grown her Instagram to over half a million followers in three short years through her love and passion of the Enneagram, where she teaches the nine interconnected personality types to provide an understanding of self-awareness, self-exploration, and self-development. Today, we get a local's point of view into the eyes of where to stay, what to do, where to eat, and drink in Asheville, North Carolina. So without further ado, let's get into it. Sarah Jane Case. All right, Sarah Jane. Well, before we get into the local lowdown of Asheville, North Carolina, we would love to get the lowdown on you. So introduce yourself, who you are, how long have you been in Asheville? How did Enneagram and Coffee come about? Yeah. um, So hi, I'm Sarah Jane. Um, I created Enneagram and Coffee about almost three years now um, ago. And, um, it was just kind of out of my overflow of desire to talk about the Enneagram, which is a personality typing system. I was basically annoying my friends and family and they were like, find an outlet, put this somewhere. And so I made an Instagram account and it grew really quickly. And I ended up going from using the Enneagram in my work to the Enneagram being my work within about a year. So that is, that's kind of how I started. And now I am an author and a podcaster and I, I teach the Enneagram and I teach time management using the Enneagram. Okay. So question of the day, what Enneagram number are you? I am a seven wing eight. Ooh. So this is a fun story. I've kept up with your stuff. So like, I know that you say you can't really find your type unless like you do the paid test. I've only done the free test and I'm a three, mm-hmm. but I love this telling the story. It cracks me up. Katie took the Enneagram test and she broke it. Like it didn't, <laughs> it, it, it didn't know what to do. It didn't come mm-hmm. back with any results. But then she said that she took it. Katie, you took it earlier today. Yeah, I took it. I'm a six, two, six, or three, two, six, or three. Okay. So they, um, depending on the test you take, sometimes they give you kind of like your top three answers. And really, it's just easier to read the type descriptions and see which one feels the most like you. But if you 
a lot of times sixes and nines have a harder time with the test because um, they sixes second guess themselves a lot. So they kind of go back and forth. And then nines, they feel they kind of see themselves in every number. And sixes can kind of make a case for every number, but the energy is a little bit different. So um, yeah, so if it would make sense to me if you were a six and it, it kind of broke the test and six is connected to three. Um, and six and two are both compliant types. So you're very the big difference between six and two is that sixes are loyal to specific people and twos tend to want to make everybody happy with them. Whereas sixes have like a community of people that they really serve well. Yeah, that fits me, I think. Oh, so interesting. So if somebody were wanted to take the paid test, what one do you recommend? Mm-hmm. I, I like the IEQ9. Um, it's a little bit pricier, but it's the only one that's like really accurate. Like some people, if your type structure is like, really defined. It's easy to type test correctly um, on the free ones, but otherwise they're usually 50 to, 50 to 80% accurate. So the paid one, if you're going to take a test, do that, or you can read, um, just read the descriptions on Enneagraminstitute.com and see which one makes you feel the most uh, uncomfortable and seen. Is that the one that's linked on your Instagram? Um, I have... Maybe. I'm not entirely sure, honestly. I have a free, uh, a paid workshop that you can take that if you're in the position where you're like, I have two Enneagram types that I can't decide between, then you can take the workshop um, that's linked on my Instagram. That will help you to really decipher between those two. Cool. Yeah. So go to your go to Sarah Jane's Instagram page, Enneagram and Coffee, and there's a bunch of helpful links there, and we'll get into that. But... Thank you for that quick intro to Enneagrams. I know Asheville is is a pretty small town, but I'm curious where we where are they going to stay in Asheville? Is there a particular like it's pretty small, so are there is there a particular neighborhood? Yeah, so um, you know, there's really like two distinct areas that I would I would recommend. One is downtown, which is what we call our you know our main our main walkable part of the city, and then we have West Asheville, which is a little bit more on the like it's more like old school hippie kind of style and it's walkable as well, but I'm a little bit less walkable than downtown. Downtown has more of like the shops and the restaurants and the coffee. And then West Asheville is a little bit more like local neighborhood. Um, so if you want to live like a local West Asheville might be a really good fit. It might be a fun place to stop, but downtown has a lot more hotels and a lot more places to go. So if we're staying in West Asheville, then we're most likely going to be staying in an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Cool. Did you have any particular hotels that you would recommend? Mm-hmm. Hotel Indigo is amazing if you're going with like a group of people because you could rent like floors of the hotel, which is really cool. And then the Windsor is like a living dream. It's um, like a boutique hotel. There's only a few rooms and it has like everything that you can eat. It's right in downtown and they are just, it's like luxury and so sweet. The other like main hotel that everyone loves is the Grove Park Inn. And it's like old historic inn and there's like the spa is incredible. And we go there and just stay there and don't leave the estate. Like you can just stay on the, the inn for the whole week. All right. Well, now that we have a pillow under our head, I'm very excited to ask you, where are we eating? So what are your top three to four places to grub? Mm-hmm. My favorite restaurant in Asheville by far is Kachina 24. And it's like where you want to go if you want to do the chef's, 
the chef's tasting menu, like get wine pairings and go like full, like multi-course, get the dessert, go all out. And then my favorite, like fast, like get food quick is Chaipani, just like Indian street food. Um, it's absolutely incredible. And then um, I see my third favorite restaurant right now is um, Buxton Hall Barbecue is incredible. And Oh, this is, yeah, there's so much good food here. Um, All Souls Pizza is also really good. All Souls has this like kale and sausage pizza that is amazing. And these like roasted chickpeas with yogurt sauce that like I dream about. Oh, incredible. So good. The second place you mentioned was? Um, Chaipani. Okay. Any dishes there? Yeah. They have the, um, they have kale pakoras. Um, which are like, it's like fried kale and it's, they have like a dipping sauce, it's yogurt sauce. And then, um, they have people really like these okra fries that they have. It's not my favorite, but people love it. And there's a thing called the sloppy jai, which is like lamb, like Indian sloppy joes. They're like slider sized. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Ooh, that's so interesting. I'm, and I'm glad that you said those answers because I feel like none of them when you Google Asheville places to eat, you get, I feel like it's like Blackbird Cafe and then there's another one. They're all downtown, I feel, and it's always so hard to get a reservation. So I'm glad that you said those spots because they're different than what Google will tell you. Do you, what about brunch spots? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the most popular is Sunny Point and I can wait. Um, the most popular is Sunny Point and I would say that is like worth the wait, but it, the wait is intense. And that's in West Asheville. So if you're in West Asheville, definitely go. Um, and then there's Biscuit Head, which is the same thing. It's like you're, you're going to have to wait. Um, and my, I want to say my favorite spot, but they're closing. So my favorite is over easy, but because of COVID, they're, they're closing. They're going to be like a pop-up brunch place from now on. Um, so, yeah, I would say... Out of the ones I can think of, I would definitely say, I want to say over easy, but um, yeah, I think Sunny Point is worth the wait. I think you should wait and go to Sunny Point. Is over easy, um, and we can cut this out since Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up, Because, but I think I went there for a bachelorette party um, a couple of years ago. Is it like an old building? It's like not on a corner, but it's on in the street and like they have like one room that you order in and then the other room is like at the dining area. Um, and that's really early girl. Yes. Oh, oh early yeah. girl is the one that I always hear about. And I mm-hmm. feel like you see it all over like Pinterest and Google mm-hmm. and Yelp. Uh, yeah. And it is good. It's like really good. Um, so that wouldn't be, I wouldn't, you don't need to pass that up either. It's awesome. They have the be- best grits I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> Yeah. They're really so good. good. It's simple, but like the grilled cheese and tomato soup is awesome there too. That's what I have for lunch. (laughs) Right now. I would skip Tupelo Honey just because people it's like the one that people get, but it's like a little bit more boring. So if you're gonna go to one like Sunny Point in West Asheville, early girl downtown. Oh, that makes me so hungry. Um, (laughs) but okay, so now we've got a couple Oh, any of those places that we mentioned. So it sounds like the first one, Kachina 24, you definitely have to have a reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, d- what about any of the others? Would you recommend it? Um, I don't think you can at any of the other ones mentioned. So Kachina definitely, okay. you have to, yeah. And then everyone else should be easy. Um, I was thinking also Mayfell's is a great place to get brunch because they have 
Um, it's like kind of New Orleans style and they have like the patio and they have beignets and Bloody Mary bar. And it's like right in the like central part of downtown. So you can hear the busters and that's a really fun one too. Oh, nice. I love it. I love it. Atmosphere. That's really important to me. Um, okay. So I know that Asheville is known for their breweries. So, um, Tell us a little about the brewery scene, but also like where would you go to get a cocktail or post dinner drink, pre dinner drink, day drinking, that sort of thing. That was a lot to cover, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so my favorite bar in Asheville, like by far, is Little Jumbo, um, and this is definitely like a local spot. Like you aren't gonna find this like in a top ten list probably, but it's it feels like a neighborhood bar that's a little bit fancier, so. Um, they have amazing cocktail list. They have an amazing beer list and the atmosphere feels like you're like in the 1920s and there's like jazz and it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and then there's a place called Antidote. I want to say is the name of it. I'm just going to double check. I'm just so nervous to tell you guys the wrong name for things. <laughs> the first one sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I was about to say that, Katie, right up your alley. And if you, yeah, if you like that one, Antidote's definitely awesome as well. It's like the fancier version of that. Like, um, so Little Jumbo feels like you're kind of in a dive bar of that version, and then Antidote feels like you went to the fancy version of that. It's like um, Prohibition times. They even have a dumb waiter, and um, it's really, really pretty. And they have really good cocktails. It feels like you've stepped out of time. And so those two are, are definitely like awesome. And then other ones that I, I like, you know, there's like the, the touristy ones that the touristy ones you're going to find are going to be like top of the monk. Um, like locals don't really go there as much. Um, but the vault is a really good one for like, if you want to meet the locals and tourists combined kind of, but it's like cheap drinks. Um, you can get a big beer. They're open really late. They have really good food, really good bar food, like nachos, burgers. I really do think they have the best burger in Asheville. So like if you want to get like good bar food and a good drink, that's a good place to go. Um, and and for beer, I would say skip Wicked Weed and go to the Sour. Like, so Wicked Weed has like the Sours bar um, called Funkatorium. Go there. Don't go to like the main Wicked Weed because the main Wicked Weed is just going to be overcrowded. And at this point, they've sold to like a larger beer company. So it's not even really a local brewer anymore. But the Funkatorium is really, really cool. Yeah. Let me tell you this. So I was in Asheville <laughs> two weekends ago uh -huh. and guess how long I waited to get into Wicked Weed. The line is crazy. How long did you wait? Three and a half hours. Oh my um, God. Yes. Like we did walk around to other places in the meantime, but mm -hmm. um, I'm not a beer gal, so mm -hmm. I don't think it was worth the hype, but mm -mm. Um, it's know. not, it really isn't. And like we, every time we drive by, we see the line and we go, what are they waiting for but it's it's because we you know it's it's really good at marketing they've promoted themselves well um but there's burial beer which is in um south slope and it is like way better it's just the beer is better the atmosphere is more casual it it's just a better place to go um if you want to drink good beer mm -hmm. so would you say the wicked weed um the main location is is pretty touristy hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I would be cool. like used to, I would say locals went there. It's just not, at, it's kind of like Tupelo honey. Like um, it started out as a local spot and then it's just 
it changed. Oh, I didn't know that Tupelo Honey started in mm-hmm. Asheville. Yeah. Oh, they're huge now. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That's so cool. Yeah. We also have a burial in Raleigh. That, oh, that's I'm not a Yeah, I'm not a beer drinker either, but um, a lot of my friends <clears throat> love burial. Mm-hmm. Huh. What about Sierra Nevada? I hope I just didn't make that up. That's oh, a thing, right? Uh huh. And, and that's okay. cool. It's um, based out of they're a California company that came here. Um, and I would say it's like a if you're gonna do a beer tour, like go to the campus. Um, but if you're gonna go to like beer places in Asheville, I would go to Burial. And then I would go to, I mean, Highland is worth the visit just because it's like one of our first breweries. So it's kind of like our hometown brewery. Um, it's pretty big though. Uh, and then, you know, I think the Funkatorium is worth a visit as well. That's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it is really helpful. Narrow down the list, mm-hmm. the long list. Any other drink spots that we should put on our radar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said the Vault and Antidote and Little Jumbo. Those are like the top three for me. And then um, other places to get a really good cocktail. I would say it's just been so long since I've been to a bar. I'm just yeah. like get on out for anything. Oh, Montford Rooftop Bar is seems like it would be a touristy place, and it is because it's in a hotel, but it's the most incredible view. Like it's worth it. You can watch the sunset over the mountains. It's absolutely incredible. Um and yeah, and Crow and Quill is also awesome. Crow and Quill's a kind of difficult to get into because they want it to be a locals bar and so they don't really like cater to tourism at all and to the point where like you have to get a membership and they're pretty strict about it but the membership's like I think a dollar <laughs> so okay. I mean, it's like normal North Carolina stuff but um it feels like you walked into like an Edgar Allen, Edgar Allan Poe poem like it's just like there's like bird cages and it's like very like gothic and but the cocktails are incredible and it's not like anything else that you're going to get in your hometown normally. Ooh, cool. Is that downtown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's downtown. Cool. Before we move into our next segment, can we just mm-hmm. talk about the – what's up with the circle downtown? When I went, there were people like playing drums uh, and just – do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the drum circle. It happens every Friday oh. night in Pritchard Park. People just bring their drums like from all over the city, all different kinds of people. You can bring your drum if you want to. Like it's not like a special group, but, and they just play drums together every Friday. They've done it for like, since I was in high school. So years and years and years. Oh, glad to hear that. It's like a scheduled thing. My sister and I, that was like our first time being in Asheville. This was a couple of years ago yeah. and it was drum night. And we were like, what, where are we? What's going on? <laughs> it uh, sounds like it would be a really fun place to, to get to know your neighbors if you do live there, but also mm-hmm. kind of talk to the locals and hear their perspective of the city also. Mm-hmm, for sure. And like people, you can just like join in and dance. And like, if you're yeah, there, are definitely dancers. All right. Well, if you're there on Friday night, hit up the drum circle. So I have a question. Experience. Do they have food trucks there? Is it a whole experience or is it kind of just, I can see you're shaking your head. I don't know. It was very, at least when I was there, it was like a lot of like hippies, probably, yeah, a lot of hippies just high and banging drums. Yeah, older, and then like a lot of the older people too for the most part. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in Asheville, like the food trucks are, they're regulated a certain area. So they actually, which is kind of sad that you can't have food trucks like just on the street. So um, we have like a food truck lot that people have to park at or they have to park at breweries and stuff. Okay. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we are full and tipsy from all this beer, what are some of your favorite activities to do around Asheville? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the Grove Park Inn is definitely worth the visit. Um, and the spa, especially if you can like spend the day at the spa, you can get a day pass and just go enjoy the hot tubs and the waterfalls and um, even just like the silent room. <laughs> like It's just worth it. Um, the other, like this is a touristy thing, but the locals go here as well as the Biltmore Estate. Like we go there just to have wine tastings or go for walks. Like it's really worth it. A hundred percent. Um, it's expensive, but if you're going to splurge on something, that's a really worthwhile splurge. Uh, and then the, I think the Lazoom tour that I'm trying to think of like, okay, what are touristy things that are actually worth your money? Um, the Lazoom tour is so much fun. I go on it like once a year. There, the, it's a, kind of a comedy tour of the city. They put you on this big school bus and they have a bar that you get on at and a bar that you get off at. And you just, it's kind of like a bar crawl, but you can take alcohol on the bus and it's just really, really fun. And they give you actual interesting information and they're goofy and ridiculous and it's awesome. That's so funny that you say that about the Zoom tour, because while we were waiting in that three and a half hour wait for Mm -hmm. Wicked Weed, we went over to Lazoom and well, one, it's very eclectic there, like weird things all around. And I was like, where am I? But one of the workers, he was the sweetest thing ever. He was telling us about the tour. We didn't do the tour, but that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's like um, if you need to just laugh or, you know, it's just it's like the thing I would want to take my parents on and get them a little tipsy and make them like crack them <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good dad jokes, like big purple school buses. And you can get on the big purple school bus and you can bring your beer and they'll take you on a tour. And the tour is like animate. They have like actors and you'll like see actors like on the street and they interact with the bus and they tell jokes and they give you like a historical tour of the city. But it also is just absolutely ridiculous and funny. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then back to the Biltmore. I'm glad Mm -hmm. that you said the Biltmore. For people, I don't know if like we just know what it is because we live in North Carolina, but can you give some background on what the Biltmore is? Yeah. So the Biltmore Estate is the home um, to the Vanderbilts and they um, they built it. I don't know when they built it. Like maybe I'm not even going to try and tell you when. It's very, very old, um, but it's the largest estate, the largest like personal home in the United States. It looks like a French villa, uh, but it's just on acres of land. And they have like a village where there's like restaurants and shops and you can go tour the estate and it's, it's like historically set up and they give you tours and show you kind of what the rooms were like and tell you the history of people who live there. But then also just the grounds themselves are worth it. There's like a flower garden. You can go on hikes. There's trails. It's just really, really beautiful. And they have some really good restaurants on the estate as well, if that's something you want to do. Mm -hmm. You were talking earlier about going on um, walks and hikes on the Biltmore um, grounds. Do you have to, are there certain areas on the property that you don't have to pay to get into Mm-mm. okay yeah. so if you're if you want to go hike it's like a, a tour a hike and then it, an experience within the within the mm-hmm. reindeer village or whatever it's called yeah you okay. could probably spend like a whole day on the estate like if you're gonna buy a ticket you might as well like 
there's a free wine tasting. So you can go and just do, and they'll let you taste it like as much as you want. So you can have a nice little trip to the winery. <laughs> um, and like you would just make a whole day of it, pack a picnic for lunch and then go out to eat for dinner. Yeah. I think that's really great advice. Cause when I went a couple weeks ago with my friends, one, it was beautiful and it's so hard to grasp that like that was somebody's home. Mm-hmm. It's massive, mm-hmm. but it was so pretty. It was um, decorated for Christmas, but we got there at around three. And by the time we did the home tour, we like got outside and it was getting dark. So then we couldn't like experience the gardens. I would definitely make it a day trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and by the time you buy your ticket, it's like you can really make the most out of that ticket if you give it a full day. Yeah, I agree. And I would Um, say even if you don't like history, I mean, it's just so fascinating and you don't have to go on like a guided tour and they have like plaques like in every room. So you can kind of go at your own pace. Um, So even if you don't like history, I mean, it's just fascinating just seeing all of these hundred year old artifacts and the land and everything. It's absolutely mind blowing. Like I feel like the tour, we did the tour and it took what, over an hour? And you don't even see like a third of the house. It's so big. Mm-hmm. So and, I, and I remember when I went and I was like in elementary school, they would have like, they would talk about like secret passageways. And, and they, they had like, honestly, I think they had more of the house open then. So you can't go back 20 years. But, but I think it's so fascinating that they had like secret, secret passageways and tunnels. And like, mm-hmm. I want to see the whole house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I was so tempted to like jump over the barricades or whatever that they had or like just open one of the doors. Absolutely. Um, this is backtracking a little bit, but I don't know what reminded me of this, but something did. Um, the brunch at the Grove Park Inn is amazing. Like you can go do the brunch buffet and it is like out of this world. So awesome. Well worth it. Like you pay like one price and I think on Sundays they do like, they even have crab legs on the bar and like okay. it's and, and like unlimited mimosas and stuff. It's awesome. I have a funny story about that. Mm-hmm. My husband's parents came here and visited one, one long weekend a couple of years ago. And I had just gotten a new car. I probably had it like two years. And on the, we were on the way to the Grove Park Inn to get brunch. It was like our goodbye, our farewell, our farewell brunch lunch meal and I got a flat tire and luckily like we were all caravanning so we were able to but we missed our reservation and we were everyone was so bummed and I was like I'm so sorry everyone because they live in Texas so it's not like they could have I know I know it's okay there'll be another way to rub it in Sarah Jane (laughs) 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 Um, did you have any other activities that you wanted to include before we move into the rapid fire round um can I tell you about coffee yes yes okay because that is like my zone of genius I'm like I can tell you okay yeah we'll make a we'll do a special segment just for coffee (laughs) like my activity is coffee the other activity is coffee um so I just think everyone needs to go to the following coffee shops (laughs) um farewell high five coffee um then Trade and Lore. Liberty House also has good brunch, but is mainly really, really good coffee. Um, and Summit Coffee, which is based in Davidson, but has a branch here that's really awesome. And um, yeah, those are my ones. Those are the ones I want you to try. 
Okay. We'll have to check them out. Yeah. Tell me like what sparked your passion for coffee? Um, well, I, you know, I've always, like, I've always been into coffee. Like I started in middle school drinking coffee and like getting really into it. And I wanted to have a coffee shop. So that's been a thing. And I, I worked as a barista in college and out of college. Uh, and the, I met my husband as, when I was a barista. What's your go-to coffee drink? Um, I'm a cappuccino drinker, like pretty Ooh, straightforward. <laughs> Are you like a oat milk, almond milk, regular milk? Regular milk, yeah. But if I were dairy-free, I would go oat milk. Yeah, I like the again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we move into the rapid fire round? Let's do this. Yeah. Yes. Are you ready? What is the most Instagrammable spot? Um, Wall Street. Favorite pizza shop? All Souls. Favorite Asheville event? Bell Share, I think. Let's see Bell Share. It's like a festival we have every summer. Um, And they've had it since I was a kid, so it's like nostalgic for me. It's just like a, it takes over the whole city and there's like music and food and they shut down the streets and you can walk around. City Cute. party. Yeah. Love yes. it. So favorite coffee shop, if you had to whittle, if you just had to say one. Yeah. Um, I know it's really hard. I'm going to say Liberty House. Favorite place to grab wine and cheese. Um, Sante. Best season to visit. Fall. Best favorite rooftop bar? Montford. Best hiking spot? Um, I really like uh, the Craggy Gardens, Craggy Pinnacle. Okay. And last but not least, um, your favorite local business? I have a feeling it's going to be a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the one I'm most like invested in is High Five Coffee, like their success. Okay. Um, back to the season thing. I just want to point out, cause I feel like for Christmas lovers out there, the Biltmore has, they put up their Christmas stuff pretty early. So even if you visit in early November, the Christmas stuff is up. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. Just a fun fact. That is like a sweet time because you get the Christmas of Biltmore and the leaves yep. at the same time. Yep. We think the same. <laughs> yep. I have a question. Um, so, you know, it's like from like September to November, it's the season to visit and a lot of times like the hotels in actual Asheville they're either booked or they're just you know very expensive so are there any surrounding towns um that you would recommend like staying versus versus another because I know it gets really overwhelming for me when I'm on like hotels.com and I'm looking at all these places and then it says like Silva or Mm -hmm. a bunch of cities and then I feel I feel like I'm left out of the city yeah. If you're going to like go out of Asheville, Black Mountain's the closest. So if you can get it, it's like a 15 minute drive, I would say, um, in like on the interstate. And then um, Waynesville is its own cute place. So if it's like a 30 minute drive, but it's a beautiful drive and there's like lots of good B&Bs. They have Orchard Coffee, which is a great coffee shop. They have like lots of cute little shops and restaurants of its own. So that might be a nice alternative to you. Awesome. All right. Thank well, you. before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip? So do you have like your favorite travel product or a mantra that you go by? Mm, um, you know, my number one was I travel a lot. So I normally for work travel like once or twice a month. And the best thing that I've ever done for myself is have like my carry-on bag, like pre-packed. So my 
toiletries are all, I have a toiletry bag that just stays packed for travel and my first aid kit. Um, and those two things just live in that carry on. So I don't even have to, I don't have to worry about, did I forget my toothbrush or my shampoo? It's just always, always packed. That's a good idea. Definitely use it. And before we get into like your social media handles, you have this thing on your Instagram, your small joys, Mm -hmm. which I love. What is your number one small joy? Right now, my, so my office, um, what, what I'm facing is like French doors and they open out onto like this patio um, that has like the trees, with the leaves changing and like red brick. And there's this lady who lives kind of right there. She just planted some yellow flowers. So this view is like my, my big small joy. Like every day I get to look out at this like pretty spot. I love that. I love that. I'm so jealous. And where can our listeners find you? So I'm on Instagram at Enneagram and Coffee, uh, and I podcast Enneagram and Coffee, and then YouTube under Sarah Jane Case. Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you have visited any of these places, feel free to DM us, send us an email, tag us on Instagram at Like a Local Podcast. We're really excited to see our local approved trips. Uh, next week, we are releasing a New York City holiday guide. And while we know there's not a lot of traveling happening right now, um, we're hopeful that y'all will find some spots to bookmark for next year. But also, New York locals, get out there, tag us in your pictures, and support your local businesses. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye.